Hello and welcome to my very first solo episode on my podcast, Raw and Real with Stephanie Fernandez. And I am just so thrilled that you are tuning in into this exciting and sad and very, very necessary topic of generational patterns of dysfunctional parenting. And the question that I receive a lot as a parent-centric coach and therapist is how could I ever slip into these patterns when my child does something and I correct them or I punish them and I hear my mother speaking and I cringe. I hate it. I told myself and vowed to myself that I will never ever parent like she did. And I think the question is quite a complex one that I want to break down today together with you while you are here. And I want you to be really aware of what is happening in your body and what are the thoughts that are coming up. So grab a piece of paper and a pen, turn off your phone and be really present for this episode today. It is really, really hard. It's real and a few people only realize, those that have done the work, that the impact that many generations before us still have on us. It is not only you and you in the present moment with your child. It is that you carry beliefs from your parents, that they carried from their parents and they carried from their parents. It's the impact of trauma that still does influence us because we carry it with us. So let's say your grandparents grew up around the wartime and there was a lot of abuse. There was domestic violence. There was a lot of unemployment and it was just so hard to deal with all those insecurities and unknown things that were happening around them. Your broken family, the husband had to go to fight for the country and the woman stayed behind with a bunch of kids, not knowing you know, how to make money for food, how to survive. And that is a trauma that takes away the opportunity to be nurturing and loving and kind because your very existence is in danger. These kids, that bunch of kids, that mom had to take care of alone, not knowing if her husband would ever come back, not knowing when the war would end, not knowing if there will ever be some sort of calmness, stillness, happiness, enjoyment in her life. These kids were your parents, growing up in a home where the mom was constantly in fight mode or she was frozen she just couldn't do anything because the pain was just too big to bear that means that your parents were very likely to grow up with emotional avoidance emotional neglect with financial stress aggression, with very limited access to healthcare. If somebody got sick, that often meant we cannot do anything. 
And sometimes they died because they couldn't have, they couldn't reach a doctor, they couldn't have that access. That is tough. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous place. It's the opposite of safety. Even though the war was already over when your parents were born, but the post-war time with high unemployment, with famine, with finding a new way of doing things, rebuilding a country, rebuilding a nation, but still having that financial stress. What if I will lose my job? Then I will have nothing. I will end up with nothing just like my parents. Not being able to show love because they haven't experienced that from their own parents. You put food on the table. You have a roof over your head. You have a job. You survive. This is already much better than what your parents had when they were young. And I think a lot of children grew up thinking and hearing there's nothing to complain about. You have food, I'm here. There's no war, you're safe. So don't be sad, you have no reason to be sad. Why do you always want more? You have everything you need. Asking for more is greedy. And this is when you come into the picture. You were raised by parents who didn't have that emotional safety, that inner safety, who grew up in a world of sexism, in a world of gender roles that are so strict that if you would break out of those, you would just, that would mean that you're not part of the community. That would mean that you don't belong. That would mean that you are the outcast. And you know what it means to be the outcast for a human? It's dangerous. Our mind is here to protect us, to ensure our safety, to ensure that we survive. Being an outcast means it's not safe to survive. It's not safe to be. So that's very tough. And that's real. That is generational trauma. And that is unfortunately not very well known. And it is not very well known that don't take any of these things personal that your parents ever did to you, that your grandparents did to them. All they did was to survive. But when we can actually, um, how can I say this? What we can actually criticize is a lack of consciousness about it. Because when you grow up and you are an adult and you have a family, it is your responsibility to decide how you react and respond. It is your responsibility to understand your shortcomings as a parent and then to move on from there with the support of a therapist, with the support of a coach, with the support of friends, going inwards and understanding why am I so reactive? What are these words that are coming out of my mouth? Why am I telling my child, if you don't tie up your toys, I will throw them away because you are neglective. 
to your toys. You don't care about your toys. If you would care about your toys, you would tie them up. You would put them back into the basket. You want more toys, more, 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 but then you never tied it up and they are just laying around and you lose them and you don't find them back. You don't find the pieces. I paid for this, so you better take care of it or you will never, ever receive anything from me again. Why is it that you're saying this? Very often it's because maybe you have heard this from your dad. Very often it is because this is what you've heard from caregivers. The judgment, the shame and the blame sit deep in generational trauma. In these generational dysfunctional parenting patterns. And I'm not here talking about love because I know, I, I absolutely know from my work, but also from my own experience, Every single parent loves their child and wants the best for their child. Every single parent. The thing is that love has nothing to do with how you behave and how you parent. Unfortunately, if we could solve everything with love, how amazing would that be? But I tell you a secret. In the work I do with my clients and the work I did on myself, there is this very important piece of the puzzle, the self-love, the self-acceptance and the self-forgiveness. And if you meet your child with empathy, with curiosity, this is what your child will receive as love. Being present means she loves me. Listening to me and taking me seriously means she loves me. Understanding my truth means she loves me. Making an effort, even though she's tired, means she loves me. So these are the acts that your child perceives as love because it makes them feel loved. And a lot of things that, you know, we say to our children are unconscious because they, there is this mm, belief system, this subconscious belief system that we inherited and we developed from our core family that we use now it's just automatic it's like an automatic pilot in order to change that you need to really go deep and understand where this is coming from and recode it at the deep subconscious level and that is why a lot of parenting books that you read and the blogs you hear, you read, and the videos you watch, and the podcasts like this one you're listening to, they are a great gateway, but this is not enough if you want to really recode on a subconscious level so that you can embody the tools, the being, the very, very essence of being an empowered and gentle parent. Now you find yourself being a people pleaser. You don't know how to enforce your boundaries. You don't even know what your boundaries are. You are anxious all the time. You're burned out. You find yourself in toxic relationships. You have disordered eating. Oh, I see this so much. You suffer from perfectionism. Emotional numbing. You have unrealistic expectations towards motherhood and life in general. And that is not because there is something wrong with you. That is an impact of generational 
trauma. Starting generations before you, even though the world you live today is different than the world you were born into, the world that your grandparents were born into and lived. It's an entirely different world now. And you are trying to navigate this world with outdated beliefs. Beliefs around your children, your partner, what marriage means, what success means, what it means to be a human. Outdated beliefs on how to live with each other in a family. Outdated beliefs around hierarchy and power. And it's not because you're not a good person. And that is very, very liberating to understand and to feel finally, I am not a bad person. I am just hurt. And I am carrying this hurt and the pain from many, many generations. And it's super scary to be a cycle breaker. It's difficult to path, to walk new paths. It's difficult to even walk a path that is not there yet. But we need people like you. This world needs cycle breakers like you with a vision that you can do things differently and be okay. And be more than okay. You're not an outcast. You are a visionary leader. If you dare to break the cycle of dysfunctional parenting patterns, you're leading an entirely new and healed and resilient generation. You're raising kids, the future leaders. You're raising boys that are emotionally available. You're raising boys that break the stigma around emotions in men. You raise girls that have a voice, that are confident, speak up for themselves, that know their value and don't undersell themselves, that don't stay in toxic, abusive relationships just because they think they cannot make it alone or just because they have two kids, three kids. You are raising an entirely new species of humans with the work you're doing as a cycle breaker. And if you are already on a cycle breaker journey, I know that it's hard and I see you. I know these things are tough to navigate because you don't have a blueprint. I know it's tough because you don't have the support. You feel very lonely. You are quite doubtful. Is this even the right thing that I'm doing? Especially around the holiday times like now, when you go to visit family and they are telling you that you have to punish your child because otherwise they will step on you. Otherwise, they will not know boundaries. So go punish them for their bad behavior. That instills doubt in you because you're not even sure because you don't have the blueprint. Is this actually working? And for that, it's so helpful to refer back to evidence from scientific research that is looking at the needs of a child and how positive parenting can actually make an impact on their future. 
A lot of presence, a lot of love, understanding, curiosity, empathy, listening, validation makes such a difference in the emotional state of our, of our kids. If you are a cycle breaker, I see you. I hear your struggles. I work with cycle breakers every day. And many of them are stuck because they don't know what the next move is. You already started, but you are not quite sure where to go from here because now it just seems too hard. And the thing with the cycle breakers, and I'm one of them, is that you will quickly realize that the work is never done. So you're breaking the cycle because you don't want that your child experiences the pain that you did growing up. You want your child to feel safe around you, to come home when they are grown up, to come home from the holidays because they love to, not because they feel obliged to. You want them to feel welcome in your home, even though they don't live there anymore. And we say this with small kids or school kids often, you know, you can always come to me if you have a problem. Unless your child feels that they will not come to you. And they won't come to you when they are older. And then you find yourself old and lonely because your child prefers not to spend time with you. Because they never liked to spend time with you in the first place. Because it seems like you don't like to spend time with them. Because you were not present. You were judging everything they did. You were criticizing everything they said or did at their decisions. And I know you love them, but it takes so much more than just love. So in order for you to be a successful cycle breaker, I urge you to get comfortable with the idea that the work is never done. There will always be something that triggers something new. There will always be a new situation that you thought, oh my God, I just... I already worked on this. Is this really coming back? How come this is coming back? I thought I've, I'm over this. We as humans, we're so complex and we're not only carrying our own experiences. We are carrying the experiences of all the generations that came before us. So even though you think you have dealt with something particular and that you're over it, it could be that it's coming back just in a little different shape of form or color, intensity from a different angle, from a different viewpoint. And the beautiful thing is that this is the potential for unlimited growth. Where you can be as a parent, as a human, in five years from now, is something that you cannot even imagine. But going on this journey with the support of a coach or a therapist to break the generational cycle, to embody a completely new way of being a parent holds so many possibilities. And I wish this for you. I do wish for you that you have and see the possibilities that life lays out before you. That you don't get distracted by whatever somebody says, by the voices and opinions of others that you think you should listen to. The truth is, you don't listen, you don't need to listen to anyone. Your truth is the only thing that is important. 
the only thing that you ever need is your own opinion. And the more you are in alignment with your intuition and trust in yourself and in your confidence, the easier it is for you to connect with those around you and see that their truth is as valid as yours. There is not one truth. We all see the world through our own lens. And often this lens is very foggy from pain, from trauma. But if you manage to look through a clear lens, you will actually see that your child has a right for their truth. And so does your parents, and so does your siblings, and so does your grandparents. Everyone has a right for their truth. You might not agree with, but that's okay. You don't have to agree with it, and they don't have to agree with you. And I really wish for you that you as a cycle breaker, you find the inner strength and the balance and to be rooted in your values, in what you know is important for you and your family and to parent out of integrity of these values. And if the holiday season is tough, you're not alone. I see you. So many of my clients struggle. What helps is that you go inwards and really think, what is it that is bothering me so much? And then you write the script for each response that you might think you need. Like a response to the statement, you gotta punish them, otherwise they will turn out really, really bad kids. You will see, you will have a problem with them. Thank you so much for caring about the future of my children. I decide to do things differently, but I hear you and you can trust me. Or a response to, you need to finish, your child needs to finish the plate. Otherwise, there will be no dessert. This is especially hard when you are not in your own home. So if somebody else is in charge of food and you can say, Thank you for being concerned. We are not making dessert conditional. Dessert is for everyone and is part of our lunch today. And we appreciate the food that you cooked for us. Thank you so much. I know that often it's super hard because you are riddled by emotions. But if you write out the script for each of the situations that you can already anticipate, and you rehearse it, it is easier for you to fall back to these words that you have already laid out. You're not responding from an emotional state, but you're responding from a focused state of mind. And that helps, you know, you you don't want to enter into an argument with your family in front of your children. And frankly, an argument clearly doesn't help anyone. You probably already understood that by now with your family. So I'm wishing you a really, really nice Christmas time. I wish you strength. I wish you hope. And I wish for you that you see the possibilities that a cycle breaker has just like you. They are there for you when you allow them to be seen. 
grab them. Until next time, and thanks for tuning in.